Welcome to Irish Passport. Uh, let's do it. Welcome to the Irish Passport. I'm Tim McInerney. I'm Naomi O'Leary. We're friends. Okay, well to Naomi. Anwar Fad Tim. This is your passport to Irish culture, history and politics. Uh-huh. I'm recording. One, One two, two, three. three. Okay. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all our listeners all around the world to the Irish Passport Podcast. We're back. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Today we're bringing you a mini bonus Nullag episode, all thanks mm. to Liam, who is a supporter over on Patreon. Yes, thanks a million, Liam. Liam sent in a suggestion, actually, which was for one of our exclusive Patreon-only listener question episodes that we have, that we publish over on Patreon. And in those episodes, we discuss topics that are sent in to us by our Patreon supporters. But this one was so important, Naomi. It really was <laughs> just, just. I mean, this was of, of grave importance. So oh, much so yes. that we thought we better publish it on Maine and at this time of year as well. Thank you, Liam, for drawing attention to this. I think this is probably the biggest news story to dominate the Irish media circuit at this time of year. Maybe you agree, Naomi? I would say, Tim, that this one is bigger than politics. It's bigger Mm. than anything, really, um, because we are talking about one of the most important discussions of each year, which is the reporting on the logistics of Santa's annual visit, which takes place Mm. every year in the Irish Parliament, the Dáil. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how familiar international listeners might be about this, because I think, now I don't I don't know, but I think that the Irish government is particularly transparent about its dealings with the logistics of what goes on with Santa's visit. Um, I'm not sure if this happens every every December in other countries so openly. I don't know if there's a public discussion about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like that now about our politicians, that they are so open about what's really going on. Uh, so, for <laughs> instance, uh, something very important that happens yeah. every year is that the Taoiseach usually announces the exact moment when they have granted access to Irish airspace to Santa and his team so that Santa can make his deliveries as expected. So maybe we can take a little right. listen to that. Let's hear it. Uh, and I would like to confirm uh, that Santa Claus has permission to enter Irish airspace uh, and to cross our borders on December 24th through December 25th. Um, and I want to thank uh, IAA, Inish, Department of Agriculture and the Revenue Commissioners uh, for allowing uh, the necessary exemptions uh, to occur. So you can hear there, Naomi, that this is, you know, it's on the agenda. Like, it makes me feel very proud that it's so high up on the agenda in the doll, right? It is important. I mean... Every household has got to be so excited for this visit. Mm. It's, you know, it's what the people want. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. And they're following it. And, you know, sometimes our politicians can be pretty lackluster in lots of ways. But this is something that they always seem to be up to speed with. It's it, This happens every year, by the way. I've got another clip here somewhere. So this one is from 2021. And this is from former mm-hmm. Taoiseach Nihal Martin, who also let us know about the airspace issue back then. We're just now 12 sleeps away from Christmas and many children, having written their letters to Santa Taoiseach, are anxiously awaiting the arrival of Santa Claus. And I know Santa, Mrs Claus and all the elves are very busy making all the presents and the arrangements for them to be delivered across the world. Can the Taoiseach confirm uh, that arrangements are in place for Santa and the reindeer uh, to enter Irish airspace on Christmas Eve? Gurum that's, that's a very important A tough one for him on the last, uh, I think it's just questions. Taoiseach, maybe you'd like to start with the last one first. Yeah, I, w- I, w- you I might w- can get time otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish to confirm, uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, 
that Santa uh, will uh, be facilitated in terms of access to Irish airspace. Uh, and our intelligence is that Santa will arrive duly on time for the children of our nation. Uh, they may uh, rest assured of that. Um, we may not guarantee a lot of other things, but we can guarantee that uh, most definitively. But Naomi, there's loads of other contexts where Santa's visit actually becomes an item on the parliamentary agenda, right? Uh, because, yeah. you know, like... If you think about, let's say, weather conditions and all kinds of things that happen this time of year, you know, things that affect airports. Yeah. I mean, I always have a problem with this, wondering whether uh, going home to see my family around the Christmas period might be affected uh, by by the weather. You know, that, that happens to lots of Irish people all over the world. Um, so, of course, that might actually affect Santa as well. But one huge thing that came up, of course, was the pandemic back in 2020. Mm-hmm. So the government was mm. absolutely all over that. So I got a clip here from 2020 where Simon Coveney at that point assured everyone just about what was going on with quarantine, for instance, because a lot of people couldn't leave even their county. So how on earth was Santa going to be crossing these quarantine borders? Right. This was a time where there were like very specific small rules about every aspect of life. So I I imagine there was a lot of anxiety um, about how Santa was going to manage his busy night. Um, So, yeah, we got a bit of reassurance at that time. Minister for Foreign Affairs, we've been working on the Santa Claus issue for a number of weeks now. Um, And it's important to say to all children in the country um, that we regard um, Santa Claus's travels uh, as essential travel for essential purposes. And therefore, he is exempt uh, from the the need to self-quarantine for 14 days and should be able to come in and out of Irish airspace and indeed in and out of Irish homes uh, without having to restrict his movement. Uh, But I am assured that children should not stay up at night because he does need to social distance. Uh, and so people need to, uh, to keep uh, at least uh, two metres away uh, at all stage to make sure that we keep him safe uh, and indeed children as well. So uh, he's exempt, he's coming, uh, he's confirmed that uh, and he appreciates the fact that Ireland uh, has, uh, uh, has ensured that in a very, very different Christmas in 2020, um, the visit of Santa Claus will be something that will remain consistent. There can also, of course, be issues with supply, right? So in those years after the pandemic mm. and after Brexit as well, there was issues with the supply chain, right? You can remind us of that, That's Naomi. That's right, and a lot of disruption. Yeah, we had we had a fair bit of reporting on it in this podcast. I mean, it just caused enormous uh, backlogs with shipping and things like mm. that. Um, and, you know, a lot of things were grounded. Then we had particularly a slowdown in manufacturing in China because there were a lot of severe restrictions there. And and all sorts of, you know, odd after effects of that, uh, which kind of continue, to be honest, to play out um, with our, you know, huge inflation that we had, which now seems to be slowing down. But yeah, it was an unusual period, let's say, with a lot of a lot of top down management of, of the economy and stuff like that, where, yeah, there was um, there were shortages. Um, people might remember with people making rushes on supermarkets and mm-hmm. delays and things getting delivered. And yeah, at that at that time, um, of course, that was an issue that played into Santa's visit and you know whether everybody would would get the toy that they wanted that Christmas. This came up in the doll about the supply chain. I believe it was Fianna Fáil TD uh, Christopher O'Sullivan who very candidly yeah. asked the doll about. Santa's supply chain, was it secure? Was was everyone going to be able to get their gifts from Santa as usual that year? And here is what the government had to say. Christopher O'Sullivan. Honest, we're now at December 2nd and uh, Christmas uh, is in full swing. <clears throat> and as you'll be well aware, Tanishta, um Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus and his team of elves, um, they're absolutely flat out uh, in their workshop in Lapland trying to make toys for... Mm-hmm. 
the children of Ireland and also right across the, the globe. Um, but you'll also be aware, Tanishta, in your role as Minister with Responsibility for Trade, that um, there is an issue with uh, the supply chain uh, in Ireland uh, and the UK and, and uh, Europe and right across the globe. So, um, Tanishta, I want you to reassure uh, the children of Ireland um, that that supply chain issue won't affect uh, Santa Claus and his team in Lapland and that we can secure a safe supply of goods and raw materials for Santa in his workshop so that him and his team can make toys for the children right across Ireland who have, for the most part, been absolutely excellent uh, this year and that they will have their toys on Christmas morning. Thank you. Thank you for raising that important matter. Have you your own litter sent yet? Um, no, 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 I, I haven't, um, <laughs> haven't yet, uh, yet Karen Corla. Um, um, just in relation to the Deputy's question, I, I do want to give uh, him an assurance and uh, an assurance to the families and children of Ireland uh, that this uh, matter is in hand. Uh, Santa, uh, his wife, his staff um, are fully vaccinated, uh, will be exempt from any travel restrictions that have to be imposed between now and then, uh, and my department, the Department of Trade, will um, leave no stone, stone unturned and do absolutely everything we can to make sure that there's no uh, disruption to supply chains or any kind of trade uh, rules or issues that could uh, disrupt the delivery of presents uh, on Christmas Eve, which is now only uh, three weeks away. Exactly. Thank you, Thank you very much, Tarnished and Deputy. Now, something else I really appreciate about this time of year is how closely the mm -hmm. national broadcaster covers this. I mean, you, you see this every year, right, yeah. Naomi? You could tell me, as a journalist, what? how important is Santa's visit to Irish journalists? I mean, I think, of course, it is a vital issue, like particularly for certain, I guess, readerships. Um, and some journalists would be more, you know, on the Santa beat, I would mm. say. People dealing with um, consumer items like or leisure, coming up with gift ideas, things like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's certainly like it's a specialty for some journalists in particular. Mm. Um, but I think there's something almost iconic about that time of the year when the national broadcaster RTE you know, addresses these uh, these topics in some of the kind of most prime time air uh, broadcasting time that we have mm. on radio and television, um, you know, giving them their due prominence uh, with so many children waiting to see what they'll have under the tree. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's important. I mean, yes, I mean, a lot of this stuff is happening on the nine o'clock news. A lot of kids are probably getting ready for bed at that point. It might be the last thing that you see, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on the TV on Christmas Eve. So that is, you know, it's important to just get that information in there uh, before, you know, before going for the big sleep, the, the biggest, most important yeah. sleep uh, of the year. Now, there's lots of different uh, aspects to this. So uh, at some different points, we've seen some really interesting science uh, being reported on RTE um, around the around all of this that happens at Christmas. So I was very interested in this one, mm -hmm. actually, that I found from 2015, where, uh, okay. where yeah, RTE News, this was on RTE News, uh, I believe it was the nine o'clock news, where they interviewed some scientists from the University of Galway, my, uh, my hometown, mm -hmm. and they were explaining the science behind Rudolph's red nose, like what makes Rudolph's oh, nose red? How does this actually work scientifically? Which I thought was such in interesting in-depth reporting. So uh, let's take a, a quick listen to that. Tonight's sleigh ride all over the world is guided by Rudolph. Scientists in Galway know why his nose is red. They analysed half-eaten carrots left behind last year for DNA and found genetic mutations are causing Rudolph's red nose. We found that, you know, there's a mutation in, in Rudolph's nose that allows him to emit light. And there is a process in his nose, there's an enzyme that breaks down the compounds in carrots and that turns them into light. 
and that's what gives the red light or orange light to Rudolph's nose. Santa makes a super fast journey around the world and that journey is aided by physics. Well, the thing is we've worked out using the fundamental laws of physics that Santa must be traveling at about five million kilometers an hour. That is extremely fast. But luckily for us, it's not as fast as the speed of light. So that means we don't actually have to use Einstein's special theory of relativity. It's just normal Newtonian speeds that he's traveling at. Then, of course, there's also the weather, like I mentioned, and mm. usually, I think almost every year, yeah, the, the national weather forecasters, friendly, familiar faces on TV for most people who watch Irish TV are going to give us a pretty uh, solid, a pretty co comprehensive lowdown of what the weather conditions are going to be for Santa. Sometimes they're very tough. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's snowing. Sometimes there's storms even. Uh, but generally, they're able to assure us that the way is open for Santa to get there as usual. So you keep an eye on the news just to be absolutely sure. Um, here is right. one of Ireland's favourite newscasters, Evelyn Cusack, who was interviewed back in 2015 in that same report. Roger, I have radar contact with Santa Claus. Santa's journey is being monitored by the Air Corps and with clear weather expected, Santa should arrive early this year. Thankfully, no problems from the weather across Ireland tonight. A beautiful, clear night, twinkling stars. But because of this, with excellent visibility, I really would advise the boys and girls to get to bed as early as possible because he can see through the windows, you know. So, close up those curtains, tuck up tight in your bed. Santa could reach Ireland soon after he makes his way through the deep snows of the North Pole. Kian McCormack, RT News. Okay, did you say you had a Christmassy story? I do, yes, Tim. I was actually, now usually my beat is more sort of politics and international mm. affairs and so on, but I did have a Santa-related story this mm -hmm. year, uh, which I went to report on in Brussels, oh, which was really delightful. Um, so my story was all about the Brussels Gale Talk. So the community of people who were in Brussels who are Irish-speaking, just about, you know, who they are, why this has grown, why there are more Irish speakers in Brussels. It's a subject we've talked about on the podcast before, actually. Mm. Um, but as part of my reporting, I was very privileged to be invited to the visit of Daddy Nanoluk, of right. Father Christmas, yeah. um, in the home of one of the sort of linchpins of the community, who's a translator in the European Commission. Mm. It was very exciting. So I went along to the house. It was like a terraced home in Brussels. And I was welcomed inside. There was a bit of a false alarm because people were expecting Daddy Nunolog to arrive. And then suddenly it was me at the <laughs> door. So people were saying, oh, and will to Daddy Nunolog? And I had to be, no, you know, it wasn't me. Um, so <laughs> I was slight, dis slight disappointment on entry. Sure. Um, but no, everyone was very welcoming. There were, you know, snacks um, handed around, a table heaving with food, um, very cozy. And inside were, you know, I think... Let me, how many families did I count? Five or six families oh, yeah. with maybe 10 children, yeah. something like that. All Irish speaking, completely Irish speaking environment. Mm. Very excited little children, mostly between the ages of, let's say, one and four, gathered around the Christmas tree. Fantastic. And some of the stockings were up there Very lucky. waiting for, you know, the visit. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was really interesting, actually, to see how people, you know, how they really were being raised completely in the Irish language. Like, for example, the Irish language television TJ Cahar was playing all of the stockings were written on in Irish. So they said, you know, Nolig and stuff on them. Mm. All the children's books were in Irish. Mm. Uh, there was the Irish version of the Gruffalo, for example. Mm, lovely. And it was really just, you know, totally Irish-speaking environment that had been created there. The reason these families mm. know each other, by the way, is because the mammy of the house, Ashling, she actually 
organised an Irish language playgroup for all of these families that are raising their children through Irish so that they can interact with other little children of their own age in the language that they use at home. So anyway, really great. Yeah, right. So yeah. we were all waiting in great expectation. The tension was rising and suddenly... Mm. A bell was heard from outside on the street. Oh, my God. Yes, a bell was ringing and, you know, the children knew what that meant. So they leapt up like shrieking and uh, ran to the door to see who was there. And in came the man himself. It was Daddy Nanulag. Oh, my God. Yep. Fantastic. Big white beard, big black boots, big black belt. And ho, 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 he said as he came in. And as it turns out, Tim, I didn't realise this. Yeah. But Santa... Turns out to be a fluent Gaelgore. Oh, well, you know, that doesn't surprise me, Naomi, because yeah. like surely Santa speaks all the languages in the world, because otherwise, logistically, right, you know, like how are you going to get your job done? Otherwise, it's right. kind of part of the job, surely, right? I guess I just never thought about it. But here he was sure. um, greeting all the children, very friendly. Um, he speaks Irish with a northern accent, um, in northern right. dialect. And mm-hmm. um, good choice. Yes. Mm. So in he came um, with his sack of presents and uh, he sat down in an armchair in the front room. And one by one, he had a little chat with each child and gave them a little bit of little chocolate, a little present. And um, it was lovely. And then they um, all sang carols together, all the hits, uh, Jingle Bells. But of course, it's not Jingle Bells. It's called Bula Bus, Bula Bus, Bula Bus Uh Galere. I don't know if you remember that one, Tim, from your childhood, but... Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know, but uh, for, for for international li- listeners, that translates to clap your hands, clap your hands, everyone clap your hands. So yeah. I bet there, w- I bet there's a bit of, of a dance that goes with it. Probably. Um, so yeah. they had Bulabos Ihakun, which is Silent Lovely. Night. Mm. I don't know if you sang any of these ones. I'm sure I did. And I think it's on Dromadoreen, which is the little drummer boy. It's the one that goes pa pum pum. Do you know that one? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. 80s hit. All yeah. the classics, <laughs> Asgeilga. And Santa sang them uh, together with the children. And they did do a little dance now that I think about it. And w- one of the dads um, ah. played, accompanied the, the carols on the piano. Yeah, so a great time was had by all. And then Santa went off into the night to one of his other appointments, Busy Man. Um, I, I bet. Wasn't it very good of him to spend that time? I mean, considering how busy, good. seriously, like he's got to be at this time of year. That's, yeah. that's a significant chunk of time to take out of his day. It was very good. And I think it reflects, you know, what what a great job these parents are doing, you know, making such an effort for their children and creating this playgroup mm-hmm. and, you know, this whole wonderful uh, environment for children to learn in. And uh, yeah, fantastic. Fair play to them. Absolutely. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for the hospitality. Not to mention that the time that must have gone into organising that visit on the phone to Lapland, I'm sure all kinds of things going on there in the background. So yeah, Bulabus, Bulabus to to, to that group. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't get you didn't get to ask the man himself uh, for, you know, a PlayStation or (laughs) something, something nice under the tree. I should have chanced my arm, shouldn't I? Yes, I should have chanced my Mm. arm. That would have been good. Probably should. Yeah, I should have. That's the moment. What I should have asked for, Tim, is I I should have asked for a phone because I was actually hoping to go along get some nice videos maybe get some audio but a strange Mm. strange happening befell me and literally as I was just about to leave to go to the place my phone died completely so I went there with nothing more than a notepad and pen uh, to write down what I saw and relate it to you and the listeners so yeah here here we are (laughs) old school yeah (laughs) old school might have been an overdose of um, electric magic in the air, you know, like that's a lot of intense, right. lot of intense magic going Maybe around. Maybe that's what was going Maybe on. A bit too much for your phone. Maybe that's what it was. I hope it was time for an update anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it might have been. Uh, it must have been, Tim, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, listen, we said this was just a mini episode. We just wanted to bring you this important news mm-hmm. and, you know, to let you know just, you know, that we're that we're on it as well. The Irish Passport is doing its bit for just keeping track of, you know, what, what the latest news is about Santa's visit. Yep. And before we let you go, however, we do need to give a shout out to, I think, who might be one of our youngest listeners. So this shout out comes in uh, from Rachel in London. And Rachel wants to say a big, big, big happy holidays to baby Arlo, who loves to listen to the Irish passport while he's practicing his walking, which I think is an absolutely great soundtrack if you're learning to walk. How cute. So Nalakana to Arlo and a happy new year to the whole family. And uh, thanks so much for uh, supporting the podcast as they do. And if you want to support the podcast, listeners out there, you can find out all the ways that you can help to keep us running by going over to www.patreon.com forward slash the Irish passport. And depending on the tier that you sign up to, you can send us in a listener question or get your own very own shout out on one of our episodes. Nolikana Giv Galer. Nolikana from me as well. Ho, 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 ho. And off we go until the new year. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. It's long for now.